This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here and I am sitting with Steve Cantu. And uh, Steve, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody listening? I am the uh, co-host, a co-host of the Wild Edible World podcast, uh, where we take uh, take these little wild edibles and maybe try to make them into bite-sized portions, uh, mentally, that is. Yes. You know, I like that because I can actually listen to an entire episode on uh, my way to work, and then I can listen to another one on the way home. So... I build up a cache of them, and then I just, like, real quick zip through them. So I, I do enjoy the Wild Edible World podcast, uh, you and my friend Michael Baker as well. And uh, it's wonderful to hear you guys, and even though we don't get to hang out all the time. Sure. Um, you know, we're here right now. We're in a lovely park recording. It's beautiful. Feet we away from just these beautiful bee balm blooms. Bee balm blossoms or bombs yeah. almost. Really, yeah. they do look like fireworks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but just uh, knee deep in oregano out here. Even uh, though we got skunked. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we, we could have been bastards and like taken those those small ones, but what are you going to do with that? That's like a single portion for Make one a piece person. Of candy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do. I have heard of uh, people making chanterelle candy. Have you ever seen no, that? No, never. They call, or maybe it's candied chanterelles, something like that. I, I'm not even sure. But we should process. definitely get into that. What What's your favorite thing to do with chanterelles? You know, I haven't even consumed that many of them, no? to be honest. I've. Obviously, so my all-time like classic fallback is just butter, butter or pepper. some type of fat <laughs> sure. in a pan, mostly butter. And then uh, if you can get some like raw, grass-fed butter, oh, yeah. 
even better. That bright, just gold. Definitely. Yeah, and it, if I feel like that doesn't uh, burn as quickly or brown in the pan. Yeah, I wonder if so, there's a lower like fat content or something. Something. Yeah, maybe, or lower maybe that's a grass fat too. Yeah. yeah, but that is wonderful. I do thoroughly enjoy any type of mushroom pretty much even in that yeah even yeah. like a pheasant back i'll take it and i'll and a lot of people don't like them yeah but I, i'm, I'm get, one of those people <laughs> really care for them have okay. you mandolin them <laughs> i have not and so if you go across yeah. them with the mandolin mm-hmm. and make it into a manageable size and you're cutting across like that grain because they grow out away from the tree sure sure, sure. you're 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 cutting across oh, it that just like sense. you would yeah. like a, a skirt steak or a flank yeah. steak and it makes it fairly tender yeah. and it makes it enjoyable well, that and, sounds good. And even my wife doesn't really like mushrooms, but she's tried them, and she's like, "That's eh, it's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> that's so, not awful." So that's but, which, yeah. but for somebody that says that a mushroom, which she doesn't even like, isn't bad. Oh, she doesn't like mushrooms. No. Oh, okay. So that well, kind of takes it. She's yeah, like, "It's not bad. It's okay." <laughs> so, do you serve that with anything, or just um, raw dog? It. No, I mean, well, <laughs> of course you raw dog the first few <laughs> that come come off the off the batch. But uh, normally, I like to honestly, I like to pair it with wild game. Yeah, so, heck yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it depends. My kids eat. So the minute I come home with a deer, my kids ask for the tenderloin. They're like, Dad, can we have the tenderloins? Can we have the tenderloin? Yeah. Dad, wanna, can we have them? I want to be your kid because I would absolutely yeah. do the same thing. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's the first thing they ask for, and they know it's the best, just most wonderful meat. And they don't care if it's, like, rubbed with olive oil and, like, a little bit of, like, crushed red pepper or whatever. Sure. And put, put on the Traeger to get some smoke on it. Yes, sir. Or... Um, in the pan with butter, they don't care. They just tear it up. They love yeah, it. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> best in the world, right there. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's kind of how I do it. But I don't get like super fancy. It's not like I make some like bolognese or milanese <laughs> or you know anything like that. Although I'm not saying that wouldn't be bad. No, I, exactly. I don't think you have to get too crazy. I don't think you have to get too crazy with it. But I also I I found just a ton maybe two or three years ago like gar like uh, not garbage bag but uh like. Uh, grocery store bags yeah. full, like two or three grocery store bags full of chanterelles here. Oh, and well, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> we need rain. That's what we need is rain. Exactly. We need some good rain. Um, and so when when you have that many, you don't have to be as frugal with uh, savoring the, or keeping the, the uh, integrity of the mushroom together, right? You can get a little crazy. So I made a uh, chanterelle mushroom bisque. So oh. like roasted chanterelles into a bisque. I saved some and just like, like, cut them super small and crisp them up um, in some brown butter and put that over the top. Yes. Yeah, it was fucking great, dude. Um, but the my I guess my point with that was, you know, I, I posted that and one of my friends who's like a chef is like, how dare you do that to chanterelles? And I was like, what? Which part? To chop them up? The and put them in turn them into, into a soup. I guess that's you know like what? Each their own. What? Exactly. I don't see that. Okay. You tell me how to cook my mushrooms. Yeah, you exactly. You <laughs> mushroom snob. Well, how would you cook it? You know what? Better yet, come over and prepare something for me. Then. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. That, that, that would also be great. I mean, I like throwing lots of different mushrooms into soup. Like one of my favorites is like a cream of mushroom with wild rice soup. Oh yeah. And so, that sounds like, awesome. if you've got some wild rice, you've got. Um, head of the woods or even morels it doesn't mm-hmm. matter throw them in there it's still going to taste good sure some wild onions or ramps would be even better if you had those yeah. like my thing i've been not so much now but like late spring i was into um making like pot stickers oh. but using um so like filling the pot sticker with pork and then um i was using uh 
like milkweed shoots and yes. ramps and everything that was like kind of in season at the same sure. time. And I've got like the native, I don't remember the what it's actually called, but the native onion to where it like almost looks like a blade of grass you know it's like sure. a triangular yeah, yeah. shape so i've got some of the native wild onions in my yard i dug up a couple of them and then just cut the tops off of the other ones mm-hmm. and threw those in too dude it was freaking awesome shred a little bit of a carrot on there or something that sounds great yeah it, th- those were good and then i was using uh sad to say i didn't always make my own sauce but there's <laughs> a i think it's panda express actually makes okay. a uh it's a hot and spicy like a Sashwan type sauce sure freaking phenomenal it's like sweet but like a serious amount of heat to where i don't have to add any chili flakes or anything my wife would be a huge fan of that she loves oh i love panda. she loves panda express <laughs> oh does she yeah 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 she's a fan i'm, a, <laughs> I'm more of the heat kind of yeah i love the heat i mean yeah. it's just the right amount and like my wife doesn't necessarily always like heat but she's like that's sweet enough to where that heat is like perfectly tolerable that's awesome yeah it sounds good yeah I, I do that or i like doing that with like you know super fresh like young vegetables in like a like a spring roll, you know. So rolling oh, it up in like yeah. rice paper with like cucumber and everything else that is oh. delicious in a spring roll. And now I'm gonna stop at the store and get I some know. spring roll paper yeah, after the tacos. Well, yeah, that's for later though. That's, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. I'm trying to figure out some stuff I could do with squash right now. You got a lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw have a little bit. I have a little bit going on in the garden. Oh, we probably got like 15 of them that are in a basket that my wife picked within like the past two days. What kind? Uh, yellow and zucchini. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any like acorns or anything yet. Sure. Those are yeah, those still are growing. Late, late those season. Will be late. What's crazy is how long they last. Acorns? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unreal. It's outrageous. And the same thing with the butternuts too. My buddy had, he put them in straw in his garage and like a oh. milk, milk crate and yeah. put like straw on the bottom and on top. Sure. And temperature controlled, I assume? Uh, the garages? Yeah, yeah, it's like a constant, I don't know, 68 60, degrees. Yeah. And um, maybe 60, eh, it might be a little less than that. It's because like his garage is part of the basement. But oh, uh, okay. he had sense. them all the way, it was freaking like almost May. And he's like, yeah, I've still got some if you want one. And I cut it open and, and chopped it up and actually put it in some soup. I'm a, I never used to like soup. Oh, I'm like, a soup, I'm but a soup I, fan. I'm a soup junkie. <laughs> Dude, My I problem is, is like I can't eat the gluten. So, ah. um, the whole bread thing really throws me off because sure. I used to love just taking That's like the a best thing. big French loaf or yes. uh, sourdough and just slather and just uh, ripping a chunk off. Don't even yeah, cut it. Just exactly. rip it off and slather some butter on there and dip it. Sop yeah. off that soup. But I'm coming up with other ways as we move on. You know? This is, it's my favorite thing. If, if you don't, if you don't like you're a hunter, right? If you don't take those bones and make like the best bone broth you've ever had, and that's a fucking crime. <laughs> I love that shit. Right now, my big thing is tallow. Like, I have oh, yeah? just been rendering tallow like a mofo. That's awesome. I've had it saved up for a while, like, more more than I realized. Uh, saved up, and then we also buy a side of beef from a guy I know that raises it. And, oh, awesome. And so I told the processor this time, I was like, I want every ounce of tallow that you cut off. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And uh, he gave me literal, like... Uh, boxes like like office boxes <laughs> filled like, like filing boxes <laughs> yeah with with freaking tallow and so oh, i've just awesome. been ever since like march how long of a process is it? i've never, I've never um, done that so so there's different ways you can do it and i don't like the way some people do it where they add the water okay it just seems 
like counterproductive, right? Yep. Because now you have to figure out a way to get the moisture off of the tallow. Sure. It's not like it mixes or yeah, the water. Obviously, they pull separate. The, but, pull that out. But you have to pull it out. Then, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I do it, and it almost looks like chitlins, just cracklings in a pan. So I put it in there. I turn the heat super low, mm-hmm. and I just try and make sure I've got mostly fat because there's still some pieces of, of meat course. on there. Yeah, yeah. But put it in like, and actually, I use the same pans that I make syrup in. Okay. So like your sapping pans. Sure. I use the big flat, like the cafeteria, where it's like in the serving station, sure. you know, or like a buffet pan. And I'll take those and put the tallow in there and put it on like the center burner of my stove and just turn the heat super low and just try and put as much fat side down. And as that fat starts rendering, it, it melts and then just turns into a liquid and starts absorbing all the other liquid and, and just melts it all mm. as it heats up. Sounds delicious. Makes your house smell like a tortilla factory yeah, or like, sure. uh, which isn't always the most pleasant smell. Like you think you would want your house to smell like tortillas, but if you ever went past like a tortilla factory, it's kind of <laughs> gross, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. So we do that. Um, and yeah, or maybe even like a pork rind factory. In theory, when you buy the bag and you open it up, you're like, oh yeah, I love that smell. Yeah. You know, salt, <laughs> some hot sauce, yeah. maybe some pickled vegetables or something. Sure. That's a, that's something good right there. But it it kind of leaves a little bit of a funk in the house. You have to open up the windows and kind of move some air around for sure. Well, yeah, when you get into like the thirty, the thirty hour number thirty of like a thirty six hour bone broth simmer. Yeah, you know, and you've already like discarded your the like vegetables that you used to start and it's literally just maybe the bones and uh and, and that's about it. it it gets it it builds up a little funk man it's yeah uh, in the house yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. wife hates it but it's it's, sometimes even it's when so i good. roast them they they take on a i don't, I don't know if it's because the bones never really had a chance to like bleed out as much or something you know what i sure. mean like but when I, i'll take them and rub them with olive oil and roast them i, I do that every time. first yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like cuts the gaminess in half. Yeah. 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 Sure. But it, it still has like a weird funky smell as you're Absolutely. cooking them. It's not like you're cooking, uh, like a roast in there where it's mm-hmm. got, you know, the, the flesh, more flesh to, sure, sure. to, uh, cook. But yeah, yeah, it's good, man. I, I totally agree with that. We, uh, we can our own stock like that too and, and try to utilize it through the year. In fact, I've got some duck fat that I saved from some ducks I butchered that I haven't done anything with yet and a little bit of skin and stuff i was going to throw that in and kind of get the fat off of that heck yeah man and uh, a little mixed yeah mixed tallow what is duck fat schmaltz is that schmaltz i don't know i don't remember the name yeah i think I it's schmaltz know. maybe is it yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's chicken fat it, the, one of those is, is schmaltz i don't give a shit one's way better than the other one yeah so for sure yeah although i no don't offen- know no offense to chickens i love my chickens they're, yeah me too and not only that though I, I feel like the chickens that i raise that eat the bugs and they're pastured and everything else they tend to have like a yellower oh yeah f- it's not a white 100 like the stuff yeah. you get from the store it is like golden almost like a wild duck you know yeah which is pretty good yeah <laughs> they're all right i suppose <laughs> so wow. we originally got on this topic because i was like hey new dad over here yeah my my youngster reached three weeks old on Wednesday, um, and I've I've done tons of foraging in my time, but I've never done it with children in mind. And granted, you can't eat anything right now, right? But, but, but soon, but soon, yeah. So my wife and I actually used to make a lot of our own baby food. It's super simple, especially sure. if you have like a Vitamix. Yeah, I do. I have one of those little so mini things. Yeah, so you can steam the vegetables first, whatever mm-hmm. you have, cube it up. And what's great about that is, like, instead of spinach, and, like, there's tons of baby food that's spinach, right? Yeah. Take lamb's quarter and then just steam it for a little bit, 
put it in your Vitamix. You could probably even leave, you know, stem, like just pick random and in the stem's not going to hurt anything. It's not, unless you get like further down where it's super fine. Sure, marks, where it's woody, but, yeah. But um, you could throw it in your Vitamix and just, just enough water to cover it, you know, just so the liquid will be able to pull and just blend it until it's a puree and then take it and um, pour it in like ice cube trays mm-hmm. and freeze it. That's it. So then you can actually take those out and you put them basically microwave or like on the stove in like a double boiler. Sure. Just enough to get it warm enough to where it's palatable for the baby. And uh, just spoon that stuff out and feed them and they love it. Yeah. Yeah. So like my kids, Looking they loved So it. we did squash from the garden. We did uh, carrots and stuff. Um, all kinds of stuff. It depended on the kid what they liked. Like my youngest, he really loved the green beans. So we do that with green beans too. You can yeah, pretty much anything you can think of. I'm getting ready to start my neck my fall crop here next month. So I'll have uh, my cucumbers are about done. My potatoes are coming out soon. Uh, I have some sunchokes that I've never grown before, but that are just going absolutely bonkers this year. That's awesome. Mine uh, and I think it was the drought. Honestly, it kind of impacted everything. Mine are only like maybe four, four and a half feet tall. Yeah. And they only had like maybe two offshoots off each tuber. Really? It wasn't like, because I I spread them out a little bit. Sure. You know, and put them like maybe three, four feet apart Mm -hmm. just to see what they do each tuber I planted. And uh, each one of them just sprouted, but it was barely anything coming off of it. Yeah. It's not crazy. Like you see how people are like, oh, it's just taking over everything. (laughs) I'm sure it will at some point. But I think maybe it was just so freaking dry. And it's sandy soil, so it drains well. Sure. You know, and so I honestly, I think it's so dry that it just did that. My pawpaw trees dropped all their leaves too, and Sons I'm just hoping they're not dead. Yeah, you know, we need more rain. <laughs> yeah, we need a little bit more rain. So then my fall crop, my fall crop goes in. So I'm putting in uh, carrots and beans and peas. Well, probably not beans. I have long beans growing right now. Have you ever had those? the yard long ones? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. I have those yeah. growing right now. I'm pretty pumped for those. Those and uh, one my, of my buddy favorites. grew like some. Uh, heirloom variety that's like a purple that's almost like a yard long hmm. and i've never seen it before and i was like where did you get it and he goes i had some from like 10 years ago sure. i threw them in the ground sure See enough they happens. all came of up course. it and always then, happens like that and right? then yeah he goes <laughs> and that was last year and he goes this year i just saved some and planted sure. them right back in the ground and they grew again i'm like yeah those are the best that never yeah. happens to me those are the best. I'm. I'm actually. I didn't. I don't know how much, how big of a gardener you were. I. That's my. That's my shit, man. I love gardening. I love growing yeah. new and weird things. I kind of keep to the traditional stuff. Like, I don't know. I've got probably thirty three pepper plants and like twenty eight. Oh no, it might be more than that. It might be closer to like thirty or thirty two tomato plants. That's a lot. Yeah, and we. <laughs> that's a lot of plants. Yeah, yeah, and then a uh, couple kids though, right? You sure. Know? And, yeah. Uh, we. Pizza sauce, pasta sauce. Sure. Uh, you guys process and can everything? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. Try and get the kids involved as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do like apple pie stuff in the jars. Oh, awesome. For like when we pick apples, even though my trees don't really produce that much. Yeah. For some reason, like we talked about earlier, but actually think that might be an overspray issue from a farmer. So we may have words one day with a farmer. <laughs> yeah, you might have to, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we'll put away a bunch of apples. My parents, neighbors, they always they've got like eight apple trees that seem to just bumper a crop every year. I feel like everyone there's so many people in my neighborhood that have apples and it's like a you know, like an an older older uh age bracket neighborhood, um that I find myself in. But they have and but nobody uses it. And, you know, I'll I'll like offer, Hey, anybody you know, on like the, the 
Facebook group or whatever. Yeah. I'll offer, hey, anybody needs help picking? I have my fruit picker. I'll come over. I just ask for a share of the crop, right? Yeah. And no, nobody ever takes me up on it. But also, yeah. there's tons of fruit trees in the neighborhood. Uh, so somebody's going to get scrumped. Scrumping, yeah. baby. <laughs> Carrying that tarp around. That's right. Yeah. In case anybody doesn't know, scrumping is a term for uh, potentially illegally harvesting apples very rapidly. Stop the car, jump out, put the tarp shake down, the shake the tree, <laughs> get as many as you can, throw it in the trunk, and uh, and drive off. That's called scrumping. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, I, there was a guy I stopped, uh, super nice guy, um, on my way home from work one day. And I always passed these trees for years. And they always just had tons of apples, and a lot of times there's just these piles on the ground, and they just shove them into the tree line. And I was like, you know, I should probably stop and just talk to the dude. Yeah, just ask him, right? And just ask him. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, sometimes we cider it, and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, okay, you know. Like, how long has it been, though? Um, like, how long has it been since he's cidered it is I, what I, I'm asking. You know, I <laughs> honestly don't know, and I think, uh, so he's like, yeah, I'll tell you what. When we harvest them, I'll give you a phone call. Took my phone number, everything, texted me. And then it kind of time went by, and I guess the guy got busy and didn't actually harvest them. Sure. Um, and whatever frost took them, whatever. But some of them were the kind of that needed the frost in order to turn sweet. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, so he's like, I'll, I'll let you know. And he didn't. He actually sent me a text, an apology text, like in April, and was like, hey, just letting you know I'm sorry. Time slipped by. Uh, super nice guy, but, you know, hopefully he actually calls me and maybe he listens to this podcast. Yes, please um, listen to the podcast. Um, but, like, hopefully he calls me. He actually texted <laughs> me. It was when I had my knee surgery, and uh, he texted me about raspberry shoots because nice. he just has a bunch of them. He's like, sure. I trim them to keep them back, you know, and you could take them and just plant them, and they'll go take off. And he texted me about those, too, and I actually never because I don't drive by there every day when I was off work, so mm -hmm. it was kind of uh, never happened. But hopefully he texts me about the apples for sure. <laughs> This year, two of my and he favorite, gave me. I gotta say this. Yeah, yeah. He gave me an apple off that tree. Son of a bitch. And I cut it up, and they, and they were big, like yeah. freaking globe size, like mm. apples, just huge. And uh, well, not globe, softball. Sure. Anyway, they were like softball size. Yeah, that would be outrageous if you had a globe size. Yeah, apple. but like softball size. I would find that apples. Man's house. And um, <laughs> and my wife and I cut it up, and it was freaking amazing. Uh, of I was like, this is like better than a stupid store-bought honey crisp yes because it had just the amount of tartness sweetness it was amazing sorry to cut you off no 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 i'll get that like, you were in the apple moment <laughs> i totally get it i was just about to say how to, my two favorite like apple trees that are that were just out and one of them was in front of a mire in the parking lot of a oh. mire and it had these exactly what you described just these big like softball sized delicious apples and i ran i was getting gas at a gas station like across the street and yeah I was, you know that forager vision i was like "Ooh, i see fruit and so i drove over i had i just so happened to have my fruit picker on me so i pulled maybe oh, maybe nice. 10 or 15 <laughs> and and they, somebody fucking ran into it this year like took it out with their car oh no yeah. i walked good apples? I, I walked they were fucking great they were probably the best apple I've ever had in my life. See, that's what's crazy. They plant these apple trees. Now, maybe it was something that was actually like a cultivated variety or whatever. Yeah. I know these ones, these apple trees that I drive by, the guy told me, he goes, they've been here for at least 40 years, 50 years. And they're an actual like full-size apple tree. Mm -hmm. It's not like a semi-dwarf or a dwarf. It's, it's a full-size apple tree. And he's like, no, it's actually the homestead of my wife's uh, parents' homestead that they're living on. And... Uh, her dad planted them, and they're like 50-year-old trees and still just producing crops every year. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. 
giant globe-sized apples. Yeah, not and globes. Then, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And then and then, and then my second my second tree was a crab apple tree that grew these like plum-sized oblong just they looked like almost they looked almost like peaches and it was just the strangest but like super 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 sweet flavor and i got a ton last year and i was going to cider them but i let it go too long and i apple cider vinegared them and which is also great, which is also right? very yeah. good yeah but yeah. but then they they're building houses where this tree was so they cut it down to oh. I know two fucking apple trees my two favorite apple trees this That's year sad. just toast have you ever uh because I was going to ask you, but then you said you actually cidered them and let it go too long. But have you ever, uh, like, made pectin or anything out of them? No, I, guess I crab haven't. apples apparently have, like, way more pectin in them than regular apples. Sure. So that was something, you know, I thought about. But I've never done that. I've never made pectin. Yeah, I've never I've bought it. it. Sure. When yeah, you yeah. need it, but um, never made it. Or uh, you just let the fruit go until it, like, gels itself, which takes forever. Yeah, that sounds like a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michael makes mead and he does it like the old school way where it takes like years or some shit. Oh, I, that's I, lame. I, I, I forget Sorry, how Michael, I forget I forget how long it takes, but it takes a very long time. Uh I've never had the pleasure, but I've heard it's great. Oh, you're uh, saying to where you let it naturally yeast yeah. versus Yeah, I think so. Oh, that could take forever. You need to like go to the store and like find some fruit that's almost bad so you like Or like maybe home. he doesn't he doesn't like heat heat it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what process he does. All I, all I know is that it takes a very long time. Uh, yeah. yeah. You need the fruit flies to get the yeast yeah, you in there. Crush up a yeah. couple of fruit flies. That works. A mortar and pestle. Super, super weird, but like fruit flies are the. And I actually learned that from the Pas- Pascal Badar. Bador, I don't even know how you say it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What? Yeah, but so that guy actually took one of his classes that was like a vinegar and. Um, Vinegar and something fermenting class. Sure. Yeah, that dude's crazy. The stuff he does looks good too. That's one thing. Do you make like kimchi or anything? You know, I do my own sauerkraut just because I fucking love sausages, right? Yeah. And like uh, <laughs> amber ales, like so Oktoberfest oh, is like my shit. Yeah. Uh, pretzels. The Varsteiner. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I, I love all that stuff. With like a sourdough pretzel and yes. beer cheese, huh? Uh, man. <laughs> I didn't want to mention it because I know you got the gluten thing. That's but. all right, dude. I I know what that <laughs> life was like. There used to be a restaurant. That I used to go to all the time, and it was just amazing. There's two up. I think there's still one in existence, like around up here, but uh, the beer stew, the German restaurant. Oh, where's and that? And there, there's one in uh, I think it's like Orland Park or something. Okay, but the other one, maybe Frankfurt. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But sure. um, there used to be one in Piatone, and that one was way better. Old school, the decor on the wall. They had like Mausers and like you know like old Swiss <laughs> <awesome>. rifles and stuff. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But and they used to have this guy in there, freaking hilarious, in his lederhosen, like true oh, German thick accent, that's the playing best. the accordion, the trombone, the trumpet, and something else. Um, and and what's like the accordion with the keyboard, and then like the regular one, like a squeeze box without the keyboard, you know? Yeah. All of that stuff played it awesome at it, and then like. At night, as the night got later, if it was somebody's birthday, he'd sing songs, but it'd be, like, super dirty. So it'd be like, I really hope you get some, get some, really hope you get some cake. You know, like, <laughs> making you think, like, you know, uh, oh, he was great. The and then you drink just the yards. And they even had Das Boot oh, there. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. With full of the Varsteinel. There's nothing better than just that gigantic, like, three-liter Stein. Oh, 
of yeah. beer. Fuck. I but they it. had the best. Um, what did it call the the pork they pound out the schnitzel schnitzel, schnitzel yeah. and they had sausages and I used to get this hunter schnitzel, so it was like supposedly wild game like yeah. a wild boar sausage. I'm sure it was farm raised yeah. whatever, but or farm raised deer too with some of the sausages and they'd slice up these sausages, put them on top of the schnitzel, uh, they'd melt cheese on top uh, and then uh, you had the spatzels next to it, sure. um, the little potato dumplings and then. Um, just gravy. Just like, that sounds you know, like the yeah. best. Yeah. The best of all things. Oh, yeah. The sausages were salty, just salty enough, you know. I yeah. think they actually That's brine, why I love that crowd, They dude. brown the brine the pork. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. And yeah. a big old pile of uh, red cabbage sauerkraut. Oh, right yeah. Next to it. yeah Stone wonderful. ground mustard. Oh, it? yes. Fuck. Yeah. It was amazing. So, yeah. I still love that kind of food. You know, yeah. you just got to do it a little bit differently and use uh, more native uh Native flowers and stuff. Sure. You know? Have you have you yeah. experimented with that? Have you done a like uh, like an einkorn or something like that? So that uh, a lot of people ask me that, and turns out it's not gluten free enough. No. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it, you know, it's I don't even think it's supposed to be gluten free. It's, it's it's a more tolerant form of gluten. Yeah. It's yeah. a less complex carbohydrate or less complex chromosome count than our current grain. Yeah. So I think like ori- well they added a chromosome they added to- like a shitload okay so like original original grain like chromosome count was like fourteen or something I don't I mean this isn't exact I'm just throwing it out an example uh, fourteen or something along those lines current grain that we use in you know white flour or whatever yeah. is like thirty something okay so if, yeah. if 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 you just think about it from just a very general uh, you know, reference, that's just, it's more, it's a more complex thing for your body to, to try to translate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is sure. this? What is this that I'm ingesting? Yep. You know? So. But yeah, no, I, um. Einkorn's supposed to be closer to that. A little bit closer. I've played with dock seed a little bit. Sure. I find that it's unappetizing in the color, you know, especially if you put it on, it just looks like a bunch of pepper, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> on a bunch of stuff. Um, amaranth, I've played around with a little bit. Um, trying to, th- Think of some other things that I could possibly use, you know, that Have I have you ever got tried, like, yet? sprouted grains? I don't know. I'm not sure if that has anything, to if that fucks with the gluten content or anything. Uh, but no. Like, so, like, still, an Ezekiel bread or anything? Yeah, it's still, nuts still the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I think it depends Damn, on your level of That's the of dream, right? But it's like, hey, this is no longer a grain. This is now a plant. So, that's I've made okay, completely right? grain-free <laughs> uh, sourdoughs before, successfully. Really? Um, Would you use, like... They're very dense compared to like a regular sourdough, like sure. like a sourdough. But they never gonna get that. Still got the same crispiness crumb. on the outside, mm-hmm. and then uh, they're more gummy than than like airy inside. Sure. But not bad, not yeah. bad, and that's completely grain free. But um, I'm trying to think of the name of what it's called. Um, it's it grow, you grind the seed. Um, they grow it for deer a lot too. I can't think of the name of it. Um, It'll come to me. Anyway, so I've done that, and then I've just done, like, gluten-free sourdough, too. And the little trick, if somebody wants to start one quickly, is go to the store, get some organic grapes, Hmm. and take, like, two grapes and drop them in your sourdough starter, and you'll have bubbles, like, the next day. That's awesome. Because it just automatically (laughs) throws that yeast in there. It throws the yeast in. So all that, that, like, when you wash grapes and you see that haze, that haze on them is actually wild yeast, and it just bam it's like a supercharger rather than using the wild yeast in the air that might take a week before it starts to actually like ferment and and do that it's like the next morning you wake up 
and there's that's awesome. bubbles in there. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that sugar thing. content of the grapes isn't yeah. good either. Well, right? the grapes don't the grapes don't break down. Oh, you don't you don't don't smash. Them. Oh, just okay. throw them in whole. God so it's just God. what's on the skin. Yeah. And then you just pick the grapes out. You can rinse them off, eat them if you want. No yeah. big deal. But then you've got that starter started almost instantly. That's rather incredible. Than having to that's wait a, for that's a, a great time. tip. I might I'm gonna go do yeah. that. I don't have any grapes. I might have to get some grapes. I found a cluster of wild grapes. Normally you see wild grapes all the mm-hmm. time, and you don't really see clusters on them that much. My neighbor has some growing on his fence, and it's like, he's set up, man. He could make like a couple bottles of wild oh, grape awesome. wine if he wanted to. Yeah. But he has no idea what the fuck they were. He was like, I don't know what this weed is. And I was like, it's obviously fucking grapes, dude. <laughs> There's like clusters all over this fucking thing. This is obviously grapes. They're tiny, but they're still grapes. Giant man. fucking grape leaves. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, come on, man. And he's Italian. I'm like, what kind of Italian are you? You should be making like dolmas and do you shit ever like that. do you ever take and make dolmas out of the? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, me neither. But the other thing I was thinking, about I don't is know why I squash, like the 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 blo- the flower. The oh yeah, leaf of that. Sure, you totally use that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I haven't, so I'm going to do that. I think. Yeah. Not quite as delicate as the though. grape, but uh, steam it. Just steam it first and sure. roll whatever in it. Sure. If you did that, what would you roll in it? Because I know my answer. Uh, I'd I'd probably just do some variation of like a stuffed cabbage, you know. Okay. So like uh, pork, rice, like meatloafy kind of oh, yeah, Polish yeah. mixture, nice, you know. Nice, yeah. And I'd I'd probably do something like that because I See, fucking I was, love stuffed cabbage. I do too. <laughs> I was going with a different approach here. Okay. I was thinking chanterelles oh. in there with like a little bit of wild rice and then maybe some type of like ground. You know, wild game meat. Yeah, but, yeah, that would be the best. That's a better answer. I would rather have yours than mine. And then the garden tomatoes <laughs> afterwards, right? Take them and like steam uh, them for a little while. What and kind then of tomatoes are you growing? Um, mostly San Marzanos. Okay, so um, you, you just go all. You're all about the sauce. Then. Yeah, I'm about the sauce. Yeah. I like the sauce, but we also grow like uh, early girls are pretty good. And you have and 32 then, fucking plants, so you, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing you have a little bit of a little variety. bit of variety. Of course, the kids just. I mean, go we, we've got for like the uh, cherries. What are they like the? I can't sweet one hundreds or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, go yeah. nuts. The ones that go nuts. Of course, yeah. My kids huge though, trestles, they will decimate. Trestles. Like they will stand and hover over those plants until there is no red ones left. <laughs> it's crazy. It's awesome. That's Good awesome. for them. You Have know? you ever planted them? Those uh, like spoon current tomatoes. No. Have you seen those? No. The, so it's like a tomato that's like the size of a pea. Okay. So the and it just grows these huge clusters almost grape-like clusters of tiny red tomatoes. So that would be a fun game for them to try oh, to get. Oh, that's and it's awesome. Just, and, it's, and they're huge plants. So they, they're normal, indeterminate plants, so they, they grow, like, till you let them. And they're just super cute, probably a pain in the ass if they were in, like, a salad. You know, yeah. they would just end up at the bottom of the salad bowl after you've Still eaten Still cool, anything. though. Still yeah. fucking cool. They're, they're, it's yeah. a cute little novelty. It's like those Mexican sour gherkins, those little... Um, they call them, like, uh, mouse melons or Mexican sour, yeah, sour yeah, gherkins. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, they're just basically little cucumbers. Uh, they're uh, cucurbits, but they're, they're – it's a novelty. It's cute, it's right? It's cool, though. Yeah. Like, the kids love that stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But no um, – oh, wait. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So tomatoes. Tomatoes. Because you asked yeah, me yeah. about varieties of tomatoes. Um, I've got uh, these ones that and, – and I don't remember what I did with the seeds. I didn't start any of this year. But so the story goes – don't know the whole actual truth of the story or whatever, how much weight it carries, but – my buddy has, a, a guy I work with has a friend that gave him some seeds that were from his mother 
back when she came from the old country, oh, right? Because yeah. he's older. This guy's sure. older. And uh, his friend's even older than him and, and whatever, and his mom. So came from the old country, from Italy over here, right? And brought these tomato seeds with her and started them and grew them and saved them all the time. Sure. So this is this heirloom variety. No joke. I have pictures that some of them get as big as a freaking coffee pot. What? Without like splitting. These are seeds that you have? Yes. And I gave Come Michael, on, I man. gave Michael Ah um, Michael grows patio tomatoes, man. Yes. He can't yeah, he, so, he doesn't have a house yet. He'll, he'll get there. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but I gave him some last year. I was like sure. I, I I'm not gonna plant all these. It's just too many, especially the big ones. Um but like for a freaking sandwich, if you baked a sourdough uh, loaf, you could actually cut like the whole loaf if you did it in like a pan, right? <laughs> Cut the whole Single loaf, slice, <laughs> slice it. Oh my gosh! And and cut up one of those tomatoes, and it would be thick. I'm talking like one inch thick slices That's of this outrageous. tomato. I need to see and this. like drizzle it just with stuff and make like and just imagine if you put some like uh, mescaline greens or something on top of that yeah. and like some um, what's the peppery one? Um, I can't think of it right now. Arugula. Arugula. Yeah. Put that on top and like cut that Fuck. or some sprouts, dude. That would be amazing. That's sandwich. incredible. Um, That's that's. The what you're de- what you're describing <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> what you're describing is probably one of the biggest tomatoes I would have probably ever seen. The biggest tomato I've ever had was uh, an orange accordion tomato from uh, Baker Creek. Like I've got some that my baby I put in them next to my baby's head when when one of my kids was a baby, <sighs> and it's like bigger than the head. So jealous. Um, I'll try and find one. Tomatoes. Yeah. Tomatoes are. My favorite part about gardening. I, yeah, well, it's like, it, just like anything, right, that has the proper nutrient quality. So oh, that's, that's a wonderful So tomato. that's like my hand holding it. So that's a, yeah. that's a big-ass tomato. It, it was very, it's very hollow on the inside. For those of you who aren't here with us, which is nobody but the two of us, uh, it's, uh, you should go to my Instagram and check this out. <laughs> yeah. They, um, like, here's one of them. This is definitely a smaller one because you can see the fork next to it that's not one of that's one of those tomatoes sure. but not but see how like meaty that's they beautiful are that's so meaty yeah. yeah they make wonderful blts in fact he just told me the other day we were walking out and he's like um yeah uh we're gonna as soon as i get some more coming in yeah he he's like well i'll bring them in we'll make some blts at work and i'm like yeah heck yeah so damn yeah <laughs> i fucking love tomatoes yeah I don't know. I'll have to find a picture of it for you, though, for sure. But um, That's gigantic. Yeah, they're big. And so that's the story anyway, right, of how it goes. Could be all BS. I don't know. But they're still wonderful tomatoes, super meaty. Yeah, I mean, that's all you want for sauce, right? Right now I'm growing some Amish paste. That's my sauce tomato at the moment. Okay, uh, never heard of that one. And they're, they're, it's like a, almost like a, it's almost like a, like a San Marzano, but like, I guess more more peri, you know, mm-hmm. bigger, bigger fruit. So they'll, they'll grow like, I don't know, probably eight to eight to 14 ounces per tomato. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty intense, sizable. Yeah. Um, so right now, right now I have eight plants, seven varieties. One, one variety is uh cherry. The rest are full size beef steak, except for the Amish paste. Yeah. Nice. So, are you growing any mushrooms or anything? I just thought of that as uh, no, all but these wood chips but that's that... something I want to. That's something I want to start. I want to get some. Uh, I'm trying to think of the the 
variety I was I was scouting. But I want to get some going in like because I mulch my beds. Oh, so if uh, you, yeah, if you mulch your yeah. beds, get the uh, the wine cap mushrooms. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the red wine cap. That, yeah. Dude, those grow so what is it? Rugosa annulata. Yeah, they grow so easily. It's amazing. And they're um, beautiful, man. If you do, it's all wood chips. It's going to take more than one year. Like, you won't get them until the following year. Mm -hmm. But if you take some straw. So I, like, made mushroom beds with my kids. It was fun for them. They mm -hmm. got to take the hose and just go nuts and trench cardboard. Sure. And then we threw down straw, threw down a layer of the sawdust spawn. Sure. Where did you get the spawn? Uh, I got it from Field Forest Products. Okay. Um, they're wonderful all their stuff i've never had any problem with any of their stuff other than i will tell you that um if you're going to inoculate logs spend the extra money on the equipment and get the sawdust inoculation equipment don't buy pug like the pegs the, or pegs, the plugs yeah. that you hammer in because those wooden dolls you lose a lot of that mycelium and they do not um they don't colonize as quickly either. Got it. Um, if you're going to do it, just drill the holes, put the sawdust spawn in. It colonizes the log way faster. And and then, like, within, like, six months, you know, the next year, you're going to have you're gonna have mushroom yield versus um, I'm on one full year and still have just had, like, onesie twosies, no full flushes. Sure. So, and I even water them. Like, I'll put a sprinkler on them. On the logs? On the logs. If, oh, nice. If we're That's dry. awesome. If we're dry. What are you growing out of logs? Um, so lion's mane, shiitake, um, reishi, sure. and uh, oysters. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about those wine caps, man. I, the I, wine caps I have are a wonderful mushroom. Have you had one? No, I haven't. Oh, so they're fantastic. Yeah. It's it's. It's weird. It's almost meaty, like a porcini type yeah. mushroom. That's what they look like. That's why I want but, them. But the, I mean, but <laughs> it's a gilt mushroom, sure. you know. But it's just a meaty cap, especially if you like. And I like to try and collect them, but it's almost like they, you you see a couple, and and you're like, I'm gonna pick them tomorrow. But by tomorrow, they're too big. Sure. And you've already got twenty more popped up. It's amazing. So I like want to make mushroom chips. You know. It's like a oh, like a cool yeah. chip chip alternative. Okay. You know? Okay. Like seasoned mushroom chips. So that I was looking for something with like a more uh, like a meteor uh Yeah, stem, and they are. You know? They're they're meteor for sure. They're wonderful. They're yeah. they're such a good mushroom. It's like not overpowering in flavor, but not like not lacking flavor either. Sure. Like it's there. And I I think yeah. it's the perfect vehicle. If I if I could do that with like King Bullets or something that would be uh, ideal because let's those just go to let's buy a cheapo airfare ticket right now. Like <laughs> who knows Southwest if you ever listen to this. Yeah, they're like sixty one dollar. A flight out to Colorado and back. <laughs> Come on, well you can sponsor a trip. Yep, yeah, it'll be fun for sure. But no, I mean, heck, we could probably find like a fifty nine dollar airfare on a no <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and just not even stand worry by about it. Or yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. But I'd I'd almost be willing to do that just to get some of those bolides for sure. Yeah. It might be hard for you to get away right now, but yeah. Gotta <laughs> gotta get permission for that. Yeah, that's gonna take a miracle right now. Yeah. With a newborn in the house. <laughs> I know. If you did, uh, if you did, your wife would have to be a saint, honestly, yeah. because that's it's tough. You know, I was pretty excited. She told me I could go to like a concert, and I was like, "Wow, that's so great!" Oh. I didn't think I would get that for like a very long time. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna go. But the fact yeah. that I could go, <laughs> knowing is nice. Yeah, yeah I get. I just it. don't want to go to Chicago. You know, like nah. You know what? I okay. You know, perfect example my wife and i were gonna go to chicago and instead i was like let's go to indy yeah like yeah. honestly it's a little bit safer it's only 
maybe 45 minutes to an hour more of a drive. Sure. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Let's just go there. I like Indy better. You know, they've got some pretty good restaurants, and I know it's not going to be as crowded. Plus, it's like a cool... A cool, like, new thing, right? It's it's something a little bit different. Unless, right. you, unless you go to Indy all the time. I, I go to Indy a fair amount, but, sure. but my wife doesn't. So, it's. I mean, it, it should be fun. We're going we're gonna to do that. It'll be nice. It's nice to get away every once in a while. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, so, yeah, those mushroom chips. Where, where, what were you thinking? Like, fry them? Deep fry them? I don't know. I, I, I really hadn't gotten that far, but probably, right? I mean, I yeah. think that would be the only way to preserve the texture. Like, you couldn't... brine them first or yeah, what? To br- give them, like, a... Like oil and vinegar type taste, like a yeah, definitely. That sounds like a pickled. Doesn't that sound good? Oh, dude, like a pickle brine. Yeah, I saw some guy pickled fries. So he took a bunch hmm. of russet potatoes, he pickled them, let them sit for a week. I think maybe I might have two, seen a video. Rinsed them and then did the double fry like McDonald's used to sure, do sure. back in the day. Old school. So yeah. like what at three eighty and four fifty five or something mm. like that or four. Or something. Anyway, back when they used to fry them in tallow, tallow. too. Mm, yeah. God bless. Oh, man. Yeah. I guess it wasn't. In, I didn't know this. Did you know this? It wasn't until like 1999 or 2000 that they switched from tallow to to seed oils. You know, I, I don't remember knowing that it happened, but I remember tasting the difference. I can't. <laughs> I Do you know the last time you ate a McDonald's fry? I honestly can't. It's been you. a while. It's I been cannot a while. tell you. Yeah. It's been that long. Yeah. It's been some time. But uh, I remember as a kid, they did. They did yeah. taste different, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They were addictive. Now I can, you know, Go do without. without. Yeah. Although I, you'd think, like, the different complexity, like it's 23 different types of oil or something go into that, that <laughs> McDonald's like, oil. Yeah, that. <laughs> and, like, they're synthetics. You know what I mean? Like a canola oil mixed with cottonseed and whatever. Soy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. stuff that you probably wouldn't even put in your car, but you just yeah. put it in your body. It's a sad thing, man. <laughs> it's a sad thing. There are a few restaurants that still use tallow. That's man, that's gotta be few and far between yeah. though. I did see I'm something though. There's there was, this there guy somebody major. in Texas. Okay. Uh that does a lot with wild boar. I can't think of the guy's name right now. But um and he's got a restaurant in Texas and he actually has a ranch that they harvest like Neil Guy and different stuff oh, from and awesome. serve it on the menu. Oh yeah. And uh he he was having a weekly I think during Lent or something, a fish fry that's, you know, fried in tallow, catfish fried in tallow, mm-hmm. you know, that with awesome. like home cut fries. And I'm like, man, move to Texas just to go to that restaurant. Yeah, that sounds like the best. <laughs> that's probably the one. I'm not a huge catfish fan. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. Why is it though? I don't know. So it just tastes a little weird. <laughs> I saw something super interesting. So if you get it from a restaurant. Chances are it might not even be catfish. Really? Um, there's some other fish that's grown in, like, the Philippines uh, in these farms. I can't think of the name of it, but it's a white fish. But cod, grouper, and something else, catfish, um, there's, like, five fish that you would order on a menu. That could be this fish? That they tested at, like, 14 different restaurants. Really? And it was 13 restaurants came back. It was only like some high-end restaurant that they went to that it was actually this fish. And so they're charging, you know, catfish, cod, grouper prices. And it wasn't. It was actually this other fish to where it's like $1.80 a pound versus, you know, 5 or $6 a pound. That's terrifying. Yeah. Plus, what the hell is this fish, you know? Is it like... I can't think of what it's called. No. It's like a tarmin or something. I mean, it, 
essentially it looks kind of like a catfish, but it's got like a weird triangular dorsal fin on it. Sure. And they're just like super fast growing and they can grow them in these farms and like super high density of fish in these farms and they raise them. Yeah, but fish is scary for that reason. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad because it still tastes okay. I'm sure it tastes but all right. But the fact that you're like getting duped yeah. and somebody's like, oh, catfish. So who knows? Maybe you had whatever that fish was. It's at a restaurant. Maybe I don't, like, maybe I don't like that fish. Because uh, I love catfishing. That has recently become one of my favorite fishing activities is jugging for catfish. Hmm. It's fun. You get to BS with your buddies. It's only so Illinois' rules are from dusk till dawn. Well, actually, I believe it's not even dusk. It's Yeah, it's dusk. It's after sunset. So you cannot put your jugs in the water until after sunset, and they have to be out of the water before sunrise. Hmm. So you're just out jacking around all night until you get tired on the river and uh, <laughs> throw your bait on, go way upstream, throw a bunch of them in the water, and just sit in the water and float with the motor off, just take the current and just follow all these jugs and watch them. And what's cool is you'll watch it like Bob and you're like, Oh, sometimes it's actually just because it's hitting something, getting tangled in weeds or whatever. Mm -hmm. But other times you'll see that jug just take off and you're like, Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) That's awesome, man. And uh, so, yeah, me and my buddies, we get in boats, canoes, whatever, depending on the river levels. And just go out and have a freaking blast, man. It's uh, it's quickly becoming, and I don't know if it's because it's it's semi-passive, you know what I mean? You sure. set it and you just get to hang out with your friends, which, you know, you're probably going to learn real soon that the older you get, the more friends you have. It, it gets a little bit far between. And uh, it's just fun to hang out with, the, with your friends, you know? Dude, but, monsters. Uh, so, yeah, each of those catfish were like nine and a half, ten pounds. Um caught four of them that night lost two jacking around i didn't have a grabber or like anything to grab and i went to go grab the catfish in the mouth and it flipped Uh, and i was like and we were using rather large circle hooks and i'm like i do not want to take that thing right by hand so as i'm doing that trying to figure out how i'm going to just wing it in the boat um yeah somebody's barbecue something smells good (laughs) <laughs> but as I'm trying to wing it in the boat, it flips again and gets off that hook. And I was like, oh, dang it. I felt so bad that I lost that because it was at least as big as those other fish. Oh, damn. And, um, you know, so I was moping about that. And then the jugs take off. And, and, and I've also found that like a full moon, a full moon or a new moon, something to do with that light reflecting on the water. Maybe it, the fish are more active they feed more something mm-hmm. about it i don't know maybe it's you know the power of the moon whatever the sure. the pull of it but um fishing always tends to be better on that so uh, we awesome. were out on the third of july you know up into the fourth because we were there you know at till two in the morning i think just jacking around on the river you're the only one out it's great so that i love that awesome. now yeah and then so i went home and got a few really nice fillets out of it um and then just uh, that's a twelve-inch blade on there, and you Damn. can see the flays bigger that's, than the blade. That's beautiful. Yeah, the fish looks great. And then so on top of that, you know, you take the belly meat, you chunk it up, and make like little catfish nuggets. And sure, wonderful white meat. As long as you get all of like the bloody-looking skin and everything off of it, sure, and don't have any fat on it, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful meat. 
Yeah. And so, like a lot of times, though, people don't know how to prepare. I was going to say maybe that maybe that's uh, my issue. Is and you get a nasty, like fishy taste to it, sure. and it's gross. Yeah, I don't like it either. But if you get clean, just where it's all solid white meat like that, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Fry it in some tallow. Sounds make some homemade wonderful. French fries. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'll tell my wife is um, what what is it called? Like a water lily or the lotus or whatever the um. Where you see like the lily pads, yeah. And they got the white flower. I can't remember what that's called. Yeah, but, like, I don't remember. What it's you can like dig yeah, down. I know what you mean. And pull those out, tuber, and yeah. then take the tuber and cut it. And it's sure. like a wonderful flower-looking French fry that you can make. That's awesome. We were uh, we were up in Wisconsin on a lake, and I was like, man, we should go do that. But unfortunately, these were growing right next to the docks where there was a lot of like people filling boats and sure. a little bit of fuel in the water and stuff. And yeah. I was like, nah, I don't know if that's a good idea to take them from here. But, <laughs> but it looked. Um, you know, a lot of two strokes firing up a little bit of oil and exhaust yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't, I'd really like to do it. And I know it's really cool. And I want to show you about this, honey, but I don't think this is the right spot to do it. But maybe go to a more pristine part of the lake or something, get some of those. But I think that would be amazing is to make like yeah, that French, sounds awesome, French fries out of those catfish that you caught, uh, you know. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm getting kind of hungry, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're talking about all this food. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you ever make any fries out of anything cool or unusual? You know, know, not really. Uh, as far as fries go, I just, I I don't get a taste for that very often. French fries, fried, fried things all too often. I don't know why. It's weird. Um, but I do like wild game and I do like, uh, a nice white fish. I'm a huge cod fan just because it's like a blank slate, right? Right. Like big meaty meaty fish um, when it's cod when it's <laughs> yeah. cod yeah when it's cod um actually my sister works at the knights of columbus right here uh oh, down yeah. the road and uh and they have some pretty great cod i miss that's one thing i miss because yeah. of the gluten is oh, uh yeah. friday night fish fries during sure. Lent and just getting a big old piece of cod i could still do the baked cod sure you know, but yeah it's not as good. Sometimes you just want that greasy, fatty, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, but that's always good stuff. <laughs> good bad for you. Yeah. Well, anyway, Steve, yeah. I'm getting kind of hungry now. Yeah, uh, we should probably go find something to eat. Yeah. Gotta pr- it's probably past uh, past time to feed the youngin. So. But uh, before we go, sure. can you tell everybody where to find you, find your podcast, all that cool stuff? Yeah, podcast is on all of the majors, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Wild Edible World Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, we are Wild Edible World Pod. Uh, we just came, we just came out. Fuck, I meant to bring you a bottle of hot sauce. So we oh. just, we just, uh, we just made our our hot sauce, uh, and it's fucking great. I've already gone through a bottle of it. Uh, and it's fermented wild ferment, ramp. fermented wild ramp hot sauce. Okay. So, yeah, we it, we called it Spring Harvest, um, just because we plan on the hot sauce being a series. Um, you can find me personally at uh, Instagram. Uh, it is at Stevie Cantu, and uh, the Stevie's like Evie the Pokemon, so like S T E V E E or or E E V E, whatever. You'll you'll find me. I'm there. Um, or at Snoop Doggy Dogwood. Um, okay. Also on Instagram, <laughs> uh, that's more of like my podcast page. But I'm way more active on my personal one, man. I, I'm I'm really bad about that. But uh, Michael is a saint and stays uh, pretty active for the both of us on the on the main on the main uh, podcast page. So check that out. Hot sauces. Michael does all sorts of wonderful forest walks. Um, and yeah, we're we're always working on new stuff. Working on a little bit of merch. Um, 
Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Publicly Challenged podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Also, if you could leave a review, that would help us out. And you can check us out on Instagram or at publiclychallenged.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you.